Regular readers of FlatChat website will have seen an ad for something called Stratabox. What is it? What's it all about? We know it's something to do with software. We know it's something to do with Strata. I'm here with Paul Chevreau, the guy who invented and runs the whole thing, and we'll be talking to him. I'm Jimmy Thompson. This is the Flat Chat Wrap. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Very well, thank you, Jimmy. Always good to see you. Oh, likewise. So you have uh, approximately three minutes to explain what Stratabox is. So what is it? We know it's something to do with with online interfacing and communication, but tell, tell us what it is. The idea behind Stratabox started probably about three years ago when Christoph and I, uh, Christoph is a co-founder of Stratabox, we came together and realized that committee members didn't have a tool to perform to work their duties as committee members. So we started thinking about developing an online platform that would be easy to use and that would cater to the needs of the specific needs of the committees. The strata managers have their own software, but uh, but committees up until now pretty much had to do everything by email and most people complain about email chains that that become very, very challenging to manage. Uh, and uh, physical meetings, people are getting more and more time poor, where it's getting harder to find times where people can sit uh, at a table and discuss. Going forward, um, we started devising what the, the whole range of functionalities that uh, a building requires to work well. And uh, they're mostly around record keeping, communicate, managing communication, with the different stakeholders. And we organize this online platform around user groups. Um, so you have the group of owners, the group of residents, and the group of uh, committee members, as well as input from uh, the building manager if one is present, and the strata manager, again, if the scheme is not self-managed. So the tool was developed as a very adaptable tool. Mm. Uh, you can select what you want to use or, or, or what you don't. And also adaptable in terms of size. You can use it whether you have 5, 10 lots, over 100 lots. We found that the, the tool is most useful in the situations where the building is too big to be just managed by email. And I would say from probably from 10, 15 lots, it becomes a challenge to uh, keep everybody engaged just with email. Uh, up until probably about 50, 60 lots, where you will start to see maybe a part-time building manager that can really centralize uh, all the communication information. So that's a whole, that's a, that's a huge number of buildings that currently needs, need a solution. Yeah. Most people's uh, communication with the, the committee and with their strata manager is their levies notice that they get quarterly, the age, AGM uh, agenda that comes out and and occasionally, in, in a very active building, it would be a committee meeting once a month. So all of that is covered, I guess, in Stratabot. You have, obviously, your minimum requirements uh, for compliance under the Strata legislation. But we can go beyond that and try to have uh, a more regular communication between the actors. Some buildings outsource everything to the strata manager, but I see more and more buildings who, for which the committee is, is really active. My general impression is people want to have more communication, but not too much. Yeah, so in a tool like ours, uh, you can set up 
exactly the, the parameters uh, for your account. So you can decide uh, exactly what type of notifications you want to receive and how often. That will help suit people who may be more engaged or less engaged. Depending on the content they want to receive as well, they can customize exactly what, what they receive and when. Okay, well, let's look at the two extremes. You've got the, the owner who really doesn't want to, just don't bother me. Just send me the levy bill, I'll pay it, don't bother me with anything else. And then you've got the other owner who is constantly writing letters, writing emails about, you know, that there's a piece of broken railing somewhere and the guy three floors away from me, I can hear the music uh, from his stereo. Where does Stratabox fit in in that equation of non-communication and possibly a little bit of over-communication? The benefit of using a tool like Stratabox is that it, it provides a real framework uh, on how to engage with the different stakeholders, whether it's your fellow owners or the residents or the committee. Neighbors, they're not your friends. They're not your work colleagues. It's a different kind of relationship. And that's the issue I find using, for example, tools like Facebook to uh, create an account for your building and people to join. Facebook is used for friends, uh, and the the level of communication is not appropriate for building communications. So what Stratabox allows, as I said, a, a framework uh, to be established, and because people know that they communicate on it on, on the record effectively, um, they tend to be more professional in their in their communication, maybe less a defamatory. Bit, yes, a bit more formal. <laughs> <laughs> and and it is it is really I think it is critical to in, interact at the right level right. Um, in in the context of Strata. So if people want to get a sense of how Stratabox works, can anybody just go on your website and and get a, a sample of it? Yeah, Jimmy, absolutely. What we allow and 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 I think we we are the only ones is. For you to create your own account, uh, so it's totally self-service and, right. and transparent, and we provide a free trial period. So the best way to experience Stratabox is probably to create an account, uh, which you can do on your own online. We provide a three-month trial period uh, where you won't be charged and there's absolutely no commitment. And we also provide uh, onboarding support and help as, as required. We've had extreme cases where people need a lot of help to to set up the account or uh, they will go and do it all by themselves the system is really designed to be self-service for users as well as administrators so in most cases the complication doesn't exceed what you would get from a a facebook account or an online banking account anybody can use it as long as you have an email address can you just take us through the i mean it's it's on the face of it, when you see it spread out, it's actually obviously quite complicated. But when you interface with it, it's designed to be simple. So what are the different areas and the different levels within each area? Just You don't have to explain each of them, but just tell us what the level of detailed connection you can have uh, with the Stratabox interface. So, of course, the, the person who's going to be the most involved with it is uh, the person who creates the account in the first place. Uh, automatically, they become an administrator of, for the account, and they can then share these um, privileges with as many people as they want. Right. Um, if they want to work in a 
collaborative environment. Your next step would be to um, set up your uh, your scheme, the specifics of your scheme. So how many uh, how many lots, the strata plan, and all all these details. And that's a one-off setup. Once it is done, usually these things don't change much. Yeah. And then then basically the task is to upload any documentation that you may have, historical records, documents, uh, these kind of things, which we can help you with again. <laughs> so, your, so your things like your, your bylaws, you know, yes. which are already in existence. Bylaws, any building manuals that you may have, any historical records of insurance valuations. Basically, it's very flexible. You can upload any, yeah. any, any document you may want to uh, share or need, need further down the track. Uh, and then the task becomes to invite other members of your scheme. Yeah. Um, what we usually recommend is to do this progressively. So you would first invite the other committee members and, and start interacting with them on the tool to uh, understand how it works. And then down the track, expand uh, the invitations to the owners and uh, all the way to the residents. You can also add your, your building and your strata manager if you want to interact with them through the tool. Yeah. So your committee basically are the people who are going to, once it gets going, it's going to be the secretary and the chair or whoever, who are going to be managing the thing, generally speaking. Does everybody have access to everything on the strata box? interface no so the, the advantage of stratabox it is that uh, we have created a whole way of segregating access to function certain functionalities and records to uh, the appropriate audience so depending on if you're an owner occupier or if you're just an investor or and if you're a tenant uh, you will only have access to the functionalities and the content that are relevant to you yeah and can people from outside the building access the, the the website because it's basically a website for each building, isn't it? No, so it's uh, so it is secure to access it. You need uh, you need to have an account. Um, there are different ways to join the building. You can either be invited by uh, the administrator um, and then just create your create your password to finalize your account, or you can spontaneously join a building. Let's say you're moving in. And then there is a verification process by the administrator to ensure that you are the right person. You should have, have access to the information. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yes, there is there, there are different ways to join. And there are things like you're talking about people moving in. You have forums for permission to move in on a certain day at a certain time. Yeah, so um, there, there are several functionalities that are available built in the tool. Mainly, um, you have request forms, which... Uh, traditionally, there would be document that you have to download from the the website of the strata manager and refill all the information, including your name and your telephone number, etc., etc. Uh, and then you would need to scan that form and send it to the strata manager, who would then seek approval from the committee to say yes or no. All that you can now just do online very quickly. You can uh, submit requests for for maintenance online and and track them until they are resolved. So you have access to all these functionalities out of the box um, and, and in a secure environment. And then I guess as Stratabox gets used, it gets built by the people who are using it. For instance, uh, preferred tradespeople, preferred suppliers could find themselves listed on the 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a possibility down the track. At the moment, we don't have that network capability. But down the track, what we would like to build is really a network where people can exchange tips, oh, informations, right. and exchange with relevant audience. Uh, so if you're a committee member in a 1960s building, you could talk to uh, people who may be experiencing the same issues in the same type of building as 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 you. Because there are lots of buildings with similarities, yeah. uh, but they all work um, independently yeah, in little silos. In isolation. Um, yeah. So that's that's a development uh, for for down the track to really capitalize on that network effect. All right. Okay, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to look at some of the other aspects, including meetings and decisions that uh, just take up too much time. That's after this. And we're back. I'm with Paul Chevreau of Stratabox. This is an amazing interface. It's kind of obviously computer-based where you can connect with your building, your building can connect with you. We're going to try and ignore the aeroplane that is flying over the top of us. And I'm just interested, one of the things that it can be used for and, and probably should be used for is meetings, decisions at committee level. I mean, how does that work? So, Jimmy, we uh, when we first started Stratabox, we knew there was something to do, and it was around the time where the new legislations in New South Wales uh, started to allow for electronic voting. So we built into the tool a mechanism where, which facilitates pre-meeting online voting, which is more more and more relevant these days because people want the convenience to be able to uh, do things online on their own time, as well as there's more and more prevalence of overseas investors or even interstate investors that up until now, I think, are really disenfranchised with the Westrata works. So we thought the real benefits we can gain is by allowing these people to vote online before the meeting. So there is a facility included in the site to conduct AGMs, to conduct extraordinary general meetings, as well as uh, to conduct uh, strata committee meetings. And they, they can be used in, in different ways. Uh, they can be an add-on to a, a physical meeting. But what we see more and more is the prevalence of people using it uh, to conduct electronic-only virtual meetings. Right. And there can be a, a range of reasons why they would do that. But it is a very efficient way for the committee to organize that independently of the strata manager, which means there are no costs incurred in having extra meetings during the year. And also, because it is an integral part of Stratabox, there are no additional charges per meeting or to use the module in the first place. We are seeing more and more buildings wanting to take the passion out of the Mm. decisions, Mm. vote online and get things happening. So, I mean, the most common reason for an extraordinary general meeting, an EGM, is going to be somebody who wants to do a renovation that will affect common property. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is the idea that you would put up the EGM electronically, you'd say Unit 1403 has put forward this plan which involves changes, Uh, we, the committee, think it's okay, please vote. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, whether it's for uh, EGMs or committee meetings, the votes are anonymous. So that's been a requirement to avoid any cases of bullying or Mm. 
influencing that, right. that could have happened. Bribery and corruption. <laughs> it doesn't happen in New South Wales. Um, so yeah, EGMs can also be used in, in, a, in a recurrent way uh, for spend approval. Uh, mm. If some spend is exceeding the, the, the committee uh, threshold, then a quick online EGM allows you to, um, to get the approval very quickly. I mean, for, com- for committee meetings... Owners don't have a vote anyway. It's only the committee members that have a vote. So that would be more of a letting people know what is on the agenda. The, the tool can manage everything from, from designing the agenda to uh, sending the official notices to generating the minutes down the track yeah. and to keep these records uh, for, for future reference. Right. Okay, so give me an idea of the kind of buildings that already have this and, and are working uh, so, Jimmy, we've got, uh, at the moment signed up, we've got about 140 buildings. Um, they, they vary greatly in, in, in size. Um, mo- most of them at, at this stage are in New South Wales um, because that's where we advertise the most online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of our functionalities are totally relevant regardless of the state, yeah. uh, a state that you're in. We have different buildings will use the tool for different purposes, uh, and that's fine with us. Uh, It's not a one-size-fits-all. Everything is there. Everything anybody should need is there, whether whether they want to use only certain things um, or or not is is their choice. At at this point, the most popular features are the committee discussions for, for committees to exchange uh, and and get organized and get the get the job done. But we have we also have buildings that have everybody registered and using the tool regularly for communication with all the groups in the building. All right. Here's here's a curly question for you. Is there a facility for advertising? We know the our 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 business model is based on a subscription. Um, but uh, no, but I mean, could the building say? Okay, here's a couple of ads from, you know, Joe's Fish and Chips around the corner. Special deal for residents, ten percent off. You know, is is that is that even envisaged, or have I just ruined everything? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy, there there are there are other um, other products out there that uh, that have that that functionality. We clearly established some rules initially when we uh, started thinking about the product, which were around no advertising, subscription. Uh, subscription model and really based on the needs of the committee not on the needs of the fish and sheep shop <laughs> <laughs> so I mean can you think of examples where it has I mean obviously there is an expense when people sign up for the full service is can you think of any examples of where people have saved money even though they're paying for Stratabox so yeah, look, Strat- Stratabox is more a cost avoidance uh, measure. Um, there are se- there are several ways where the system can can prevent some costs. Um, first, by circulating the information preemptively, I would say, uh, so people don't have to call the strata manager to or the building manager uh, to know why the lift is not working because they've already received a notification about it. And also, as we were saying, a lot of management strata management contract. Um, include the the base service uh, and you have to pay for extras yeah. uh, and I've seen contracts where each email communication was charged five dollars wow. um, so imagine in a building of 50 or 60 lots how many uh, emails times five 
that yeah. starts to mount quickly. And also, the <coughs> what we were m- mentioning in an earlier conversation, the committee really can't control how many individual owners are going to call the strata manager mm. with, with queries, issues, questions, or requests for documents. So the more they can manage themselves, that is going to lower drastically the costs of the extras that have to be paid to the strata manager. And it keeps things in the control of the committee or the residents generally. Your communications are there, the questions, you can see them on screen. It's not like stuff's happening in the background and the committee's not even aware of it. Yes, everything is is on the record. All the communications are funneled through the appropriate channels and so there is a lot less wastage and noise. Because one of the things that I find from the flat chat column is... uh, Half the problem in strata is people don't even know what the problem is. And people, they don't understand what the problems are. They're asking questions. They're not getting the answers they expect. They get frustrated. They don't have the details to hand. It just feels to me that with this, with Stratabox, you can say, look, look at bylaw number 17. That's where this rule comes in. Or have a look at this discussion we had last week in the committee meeting and you'll understand why we made this decision. I mean, maybe I'm being a little bit looking at this through rose-colored glasses, but it seems to me like it can only be a benefit. Absolutely, and the, 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 the biggest issue in Strata by far is the lack of education on, on Strata, what it is, what, what, it, what it stands for, uh, and, and what it's, it's there to achieve. Um, and that is a very progressive process, uh, yeah. getting people, you know, flat chat is an important part of, of uh, that process to, to explain to people why Strata exists and, and how, it should, uh, how, how it works. How it works. And I guess a tool like Stratabox is, um, you know, how, how you um, take these rules that were initially um, created in the 60s and that were really put in place to institute some sort of democratic process uh, in how to how to manage a, a, an asset in common um, to bring them really into the 21st century um, and make it make it easier uh, and more efficient to manage I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you look we know there are new laws coming in about Airbnb and it will allow buildings to bring in a bylaw to say no whole apartment letting of Airbnb. So somebody ignores the bylaw, they're using their their apartment for Airbnb and Stratabox is sitting there and I'm sitting at home going, okay, I want to complain about this apartment. How do I do it? Well, you would only need to log in and click on issues and repairs and submit your issue. Right. Um, And your issue would instantaneously be um, available by... um, the committee, the building manager or the strata manager uh, for swift resolution. Right. But these people who own that apartment are members of a bikey gang and I'm frightened. <laughs> Will they be able to see the note that I've put to the strata manager or the, the committee? I know you're brave enough. You're not scared of bikies, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a level of anonymity or is everything... Or is that something that the the people who are managing the website can decide that they want everybody to see everything or they want things to be private? 
So there are a number of, of settings for uh, the general functionalities, whether you uh, want to use them or not, and that these are mostly the dec decisions of the administrator to suit their, their specific building um, conditions. But then pretty much um, any content is, is only available to the relevant audience. Right. So if you place a complaint against your neighbor, you can, you can see the complaint the uh, the committee and the building manager will be able to see the complaint, but the neighbor in question will not be able to see the complaint. Unless they request it from the strata manager, I guess. Because everybody in strata is allowed to see everything at some point. Yes, I guess, yes. But, but it's that, what that you were would... saying earlier on before, when we, before we started recording. There's some information is available on demand and some of it is available on request. Exactly. Okay, we're going to take another little break, and when we come back, Paul is going to entertain us with some funny but sad stories. That's after this. And we're back. So, Paul, some sad, funny stories that you've come across? Oh, look, no, it's... Um, my, my funny stories are mostly around uh, phone calls that I get. Right. Uh, because, of course, we have a, <coughs> a phone number listed on the website. I've had calls, you know, at 9 p.m. from people um, saying, oh, the, the alarm is on in my building. And they're not even buildings that um, have a, a profile on, on, <laughs> on the website. Um, and that's, so that's the level of, uh, of ignorance of people in terms of who to contact uh, when they need something. Um, I've had people call me saying, my TV is broken. <laughs> I can't get the reception from the antenna. And it, it really shows that some people have no idea no. who to contact, when, and how. And, and it's, it's, a little bit, uh, it's a little bit sad. But then, uh, then we've got some fun stories about people using the site and we really put an emphasis on making it really user-friendly, mm. and that's why we, we introduced a few, a few smarts in the way it works. Um, and the other day, I got a call from a, a gentleman who said, uh, uh, "I'm not very happy about your system." I said, "Oh, okay." He said, "Yes, because on the contacts page, uh, everybody's got a little contact button next to their name, but I don't have a contact button." Right. And he hadn't realized that he would never ever need to contact himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, you haven't had anybody calling you up and saying, I'm moving house next week. Can I have 20 boxes? Um, no, no, not. Uh, it hasn't gone that far yet. It will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking to you, Paul. I mean, I, I love the whole concept of Stratabox and had since the day you first came to us and, and we spoke about it. And it's, I find it exciting. I like the way you're developing it that you're basically allowing it to grow organically, but it's already very, very functional from what I can see. I yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we, what, what we like to do is really take our time to, um, to onboard uh, buildings, to understand what the motivations are in um, creating an account uh, on the platform, and also to make sure that we cater for these requirements. And we always listen to uh, people with suggestions of... Uh, uh, of new functionalities. Mm. These, these happen less and less because we, I think we now have a, a suite of functionalities that is quite complete. But, but the product is always evolving and, 
and will keep on improving over the years. I have uh, an idea for new functionality for you. It's called the angry email button. So you press the angry email button, you write an angry email, and then when you hit send, a message comes up and says, just take a moment to think about the effect of this before yeah. you go. Yeah, I think Google does that where you can you can block your account from um, from 6 p.m. until the next morning. Yeah. Just in case you or, um, want to send a few emails after going to the pub. <laughs> yeah, a breathalyzer on the, the computer would be a great thing. Paul, thank you so much for your time. That's been really interesting. Always a pleasure, Jimmy. Anytime. Well, that's the Flat Chat Podcast for another week. If you enjoy these podcasts, please subscribe. It's completely free and it will come straight to your phone or your pad or your computer without you even having to think about it. Tell your friends, leave us a review, anything. Let's get the word out there. We need all the support we can get. Now, if there's something that we haven't done in the podcast that you'd like to hear, let us know. Come to the website flat-chat.com.au and that's also where you can come for specific advice to ask questions or answer other people's questions. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon.